Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, and this is the weekly Spirit Seeker Radio Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Spirit Seeker Magazine started a little over 22 years ago as a print magazine in St. Louis. It then evolved into Kansas City, and then we stretched into Chicago about eight years ago. And uh, we are now in the Midwest as well as West Palm Beach uh, area, Florida. We've also been published online since 1998, and we have quite a a following nationwide and into Canada. And um, we um, we also have a weekly email newsletter and then, of course, the weekly radio show. So what we do is with the weekly email newsletter, we let you know who the radio show guests are, when the magazine is online. We, um, we uh, let you know about wonderful mind, body, spirit events throughout the, uh, the U.S. and into Canada. And um, it's just really a good way to stay connected to what is going on um, with the consciousness in the United States. So with that in mind, we invite you to be a member of our, um, a subscriber to our email list. You can either go to the Spirit Seeker website, which is uh, spiritseeker.com, or spiritseekermagazine.com if you want to type the whole thing in. And um, there's an email newsletter subscription there that you can just type your information into. Or if you want to just do a shortcut, just send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and then we will uh, ask you to be added to the email list. We do regular drawings for, um, for books, for DVDs, for CDs, and all the wonderful things that arrive to Spirit Seeker's office. We share these with you. We have tickets to different events, and we do regular drawings, and we do that from the email subscriber list. So tell your friends, and, um, and also, you know, please join us um, at, um, you know, just join our email list, and then you'll know about all the things that are happening. Okay, so just a couple more of announcements, and then I'm going to bring my guests on. This is a two-hour show tonight, um, so we have a lot that we're going to be doing. Um, but where you will find Spirit Seeker in um, this weekend, we will be at Earth Day um, in St. Louis. We will uh, then be at the um, Crossroads Metaphysical Fair in St. Louis the weekend of Mother's Day. We will be in two large, large conferences in Chicago uh, the first weekend of June, uh, the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo with the magazine, and then the second weekend we will be at the Celebrate Your Life Conference. Um, we will also be at the Pegasus Psychic Fair that is in Collinsville, and we just were at the Art of the Craft uh, Psychic Show in um, Belleville. So we we have a lot, and this is the tip of the iceberg. We're also going to be at a Springfield Metaphysical Show, um, et cetera. So the magazine kind of goes to all of these different conferences, and those are the readers that we like, people who are seeking to have a more enhanced mind, body, and spirit. So um, so that is the deal, and that is um, – that's what's happening with Spirit Seeker. Um, okay, so now I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, the guests. Tonight we're going to be hearing from the founders of the Divine Dog Wisdom Cards. And um, this is Randy Crutcher and Barb Horn. They created these uh, these cards that are absolutely fabulous. Um, they, the Divine Dog Wisdom Cards seek to answer the question, what can dogs teach us? This very unique tool for conscious living in the form of 62 delightful and different dog-themed cards explore both uh, what seem to refer to as the light and the shadow of our existence. And I'm going to tell you, I have used these cards for the last, I would say, four to six weeks with clients, and everyone loves them. They're just um, fabulous, and this is the year of the dog in Chinese astrology, so uh, it was the perfect launching time. 
So let me tell you about the um, about the founders of the cards. Barb Horn um, has a BS and MBS. Uh, she is a certified hypnotherapist. Um, she's a personal coach, motivational speaker, retreat leader, facilitator, retreat and workshop creator, helping individuals and nonprofits claim their power, heal money stories, and manifest the life of their dreams. Often called a dog whisperer and cosmic clown, 30 years of helping people restore and protect rivers led her to help people heal their hearts so they would live in harmony with each other and the earth. Randy Crutcher has a doctorate in uh, education, and he is a writer, personal coach, facilitator, and trainer helping individuals and organizations discover their passions and fulfill their highest purpose. His work as an organizational change consultant and small business entrepreneur and coach has him following many tracks across lives, countries, and human uh, endeavors in service to others, being the stellar best they can be while having fun. So without further ado, I'm going to bring both Randy and Barb onto the air and both of you are live on the air. So welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Thanks, Thank Cindy. You. Great to be here. Yeah. So, you know, these cards are just phenomenal. They they make me laugh. <laughs> they make the clients laugh. But there's there's more to it. There's just so much more to these cards. And um, I've actually used them in my coaching sessions where before we start the session, they draw a card, which I don't normally do that. But... Um, but I started this practice in the last month, and every single time it's spot on. So um, whoever wants to start, I would just love to hear the history of how these cards came to be. And um, whatever, you know, just we'll start there. So uh, Randy or Barb, who would like to start? Go ahead, Barb. Uh, I think what Cindy is uh, asking for is uh, what we call our dog card creation story. Well, we were out skiing in the Rocky Mountains, cross-country skiing, and we were, uh, it was pretty deep snow with some dogs that we were house-sitting, and these dogs were little beagles, and and the people we were skiing with made a comment that there was no way these dogs were going to make this trek. And if you've ever skied with beagles, or if you ever skied with some dogs, or hiked with dogs, you remember or recall that for every mile you walk, they run another two or three. And so this beagle and these dogs did that. They were going into culverts and sliding down snowbanks, and it raised this conversation of dogs and how how they are and how they behave. And Randy and I both just said, we ought to create a dog deck. That There isn't one out there. The dogs are so smart. We should... We should get that wisdom out there, and that was the the moment that we said, let's do this and let's commit to really diving into being dog whispers and making this happen. So that's how it started. Go ahead, Randy. I was just going to to add the uh, you know to Barbara Barb's uh, little story there is that the dogs were, as you mentioned, the beagle. The dogs were different sizes, and each of them had sort of different ways of moving through the snow and along with the human beings and they were each, they were different sizes. So they had different challenges and different kinds of experiences, even though they were dogs. And we were thinking, well, that that's how it is with us humans, isn't it? We have so much in common and yet each of us uh, have different kinds of challenges and situations that we face in life. And so wouldn't it be interesting, we thought to, you know, capture some of the qualities that we know dogs 
have that also humans share. And so even though you began the show talking about dog-themed cards, we really believe that the 62 cards in this deck are, are as much human uh, themes as they are dog themes and can help each one of us as unique as we all each are to face some of the, the common challenges that we have in the human experience through this vehicle, this fun vehicle, sometimes funny uh, vehicle of dogs um, sharing with us their, through their voice um, some of the experiences that, that we share in common. Well, and I just think it had to have been fun to come up with the different, um, the different wisdom you know, and, and when you created these, then you had no idea that they would be released right as the Year of the Dog happened. This was just all vibrationally lined up, I guess. That you're is right. True. I did not know. Maybe you did, Barb. You're far-seeing. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's it's all divine, divine intervention, much like uh, our companions' dogs are. Funny. That is just so interesting. I have several friends who dog sit, and some of the stories that I hear, you know, I mean, there is, you know, dog. I, I'm a cat person, and I, I love dogs, but my <laughs> lifestyle is such that it's easier with cats because I'm just, you know, I'm I'm always on the run. And um, but I love dogs, and you know, so when when these cards arrived, I just started laughing, and and then. <laughs> You know, I mean, laughing in a in a good way, like, oh my gosh, I, who created these cards? Like, where did this come from? And um, so, I'm going to have you talk about this shadow self. And, you know, just you know, the the guidebook and how each of these cards. I mean, there's 62 different cards. That's a lot of wisdom. So, why don't you share whatever you want um, about the the journey on creating these cards and um, and you know anything else you want to share. Well, you know what, Barb, if it's okay, um, we really did not know in advance, you know, we we didn't say 62 is the magic number, let's shoot for that. What we did was we made a list of probably about 140 different uh, themes, human human themes, and then we identified uh, the ones that we thought were really uh, where dogs could teach us something about that theme in our own lives and so we narrowed it down and then we just started working away and uh, theme by theme by theme we finally arrived at that point where where we said you know we this feels complete this is enough and it ended up being you know as as oracle decks go um it isn't the biggest one we've seen because we've used many different wisdom decks oracle decks they're sometimes called but it's certainly not the the smallest one either as you noted it's uh, quite a few themes and then we really looked at um what kind of image of dogs either individually or together and sometimes with other species and sometimes with humans uh, what what uh, images really seem to capture what we thought that theme was all about so I will just use an example so your listeners can get an idea. So we have one of the cards is balance, okay? And I think one of one that's a card that makes people chuckle right away because it's a dog on a skateboard. <laughs> and first of all, um, you know, I have seen dogs on skateboards, so it's not preposterous, but it does create, you know, it does give people a chuckle. And you know that um, I just want to maybe sidebar a moment and say the the, the reason we thought these cards could convey to people something that could be helpful for them in the moment 
or answer a question they might have, or maybe they're in some transition in their life or at some decision point, that they would be put at ease and put into a state of um, ease and comfort and, and even a comedic moment to begin to think about what that theme right, might mean in their life now when they draw that particular card. Say they draw the balance card in the guidebook, there would be, you know, substantial um, writing about if you fetch this card as we begin with each entry in the guidebook, if you fetch this card, it could mean, you know, that you're at a place where things seem out of balance, and, you know, and you're seeking a place of coming back to a, to a grounded, balanced place in your life where, you know, you have the things in it that you want and you're releasing the things in your life that you no longer want. Now, that's not verbatim from the guidebook, but it gives you a little example of a card and a theme and then some information. And you're right, Cindy, you're absolutely right. When people pick a card, and it's uncanny, people keep saying this over and over again, oh, my gosh, that is what's going on in my life right now. This just nails it. Well, other people go, well, how is that? How is it that that happens, that I'm selecting the right card? And, you know, Barb, maybe – Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit, too. Well, that's just the divine mystery. I'm going to leave that a mystery. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when we sat down, Randy, to do the list, it was it was funny because we started in our head, and we came up with these, what wisdom would we want to impart? And as we actually started mm-hmm. to channel the dogs, I think, and find pictures and play with the energies, because each card has a word, like Randy said, uh, balance. Like one of my favorite cards is, where did that favorite card go? Is, um, well, I'll just pick one here, is clarity. And there's a phrase under it, and the cl- phrase is uh, right under your nose, and it's an image of a dog burying, the, you know how they <laughs> dig in the sand for a bone. And to me it was a really fun iterative process of, what we thought we wanted to portray, then as we found pictures and words and phrases, we we really wanted to align the image with the word, with the phrase. And when we got that right or felt right, then the text followed. And one of the things people have been telling me and they're using it is that, that may or may not be a little different than other Oracle decks is that the guidebook doesn't say this card means that and it's black and white, it's actually an an inquiry process. And it reminds me of when when we speak to our dogs, and I think everyone can probably visualize this, when you speak to your dog and and they don't know what you're saying, because all they have is their gestures. They have their voice and their gestures. And they do that head turn thing. They turn their head like, what? What are you saying? (laughs) And I felt like I was in a dialogue with the dogs all the time, like when we would say... um, a particular energy, and I'm like, well, what would they say if they turned their head? And as soon as they would shake or go get their bone, you know, I I knew we had it right. And I think you asked us, Cindy, a little bit about the shadow cards. Uh, We started out, we were pretty adamant that we had some shadow energies. And and our definition of shadow might just be these these lower vibrations that we experience in humanity. Uh, So there's cards in there like guilt and loneliness and belonging and lust. If you've ever had a dog in heat, you know what that one is, Uh, victimhood. And we felt pretty strongly that we needed some 
because life is that way. You've got a balance of what it means to be in the human body, and we project these feelings, whether they're happy or not, on our pets, and they reflect them back in such an unconditional, loving way that it was actually delightful for me in particularly. I love working with shadows because I feel like when you work with your shadows and you own them, you're falling in love with yourself and you're owning all of you in a way that maybe our childhood has told us not to. And so what a more fun way to deal with those vibrations than, than the unconditional love of a dog who, of course, probably we make them feel things like humility or we think they're feeling that, and maybe they are, but there's just some bond there that helps you transmute that and transition that feeling into something productive and and contributing to your growth. Well, I agree, <clears throat> and you know these cards bring that out. I mean, because I this one client uh, pulled one of the cards, and he said, "I don't know what this means." And I said, well, "And and that became part of the session." Well, what do you think it might mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like looking at the different parts of himself that he normally did not do the inquiry with. And by the end of it, he says, "You know, that card really was spot on." I said, "Mm-hmm." And then um, <laughs> one of my favorite cards, I mean, it's truly, though, but it wasn't, you don't spoon feed, say, if you fetch this card, perhaps, or, and you, you give information, but really the person has to do their own self-inquiry, which I really like. And yet, uh, you know, it, 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 it's substantial and it's pointed, so it's not so vague that people go, well, you know, of course that applies because that applies in general to everyone, and that doesn't happen. We really are, even though we're not prescriptive and we say it, it has to mean this or it has to mean that, we do say, hey, here here are about five, six different ways you could look at this, you know, and they are uh, discrete and they are concrete, and by the way, and Every And every entry in the guidebook uh, ends with a paragraph that's titled, Another Bone to Chew On. And so in that, we actually give people an idea about uh, how to explore further what this could mean for them. And I do want to say, you know, I use these cards, um, and I've drawn cards myself and gone, huh, what the heck? What's this about? And I, and the and the answer doesn't immediately come. I like to think, uh, you know, I'm a pretty insightful guy and, and can reflect and introspect, but sometimes I really don't have a clue. But what I do is during, during the course of the day, I'll just notice what's going on, and all of a sudden I'll have this, aha, that's what the card this morning was talking about. It, and it's uncanny how, how that will happen. You know, somebody will call me up and, and, and tell me, hey, you know, um, I really need you to do this. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, the card was really my prophecy this morning about this event. And uh, so it sometimes it just percol- it needs to percolate a little bit uh, for people before they get it, but, uh, along with what you're saying and observing, which is, oh, my gosh, that's spot on. Right. Well, and, you know, Cindy, uh, I've been starting to call them the gateway oracle deck. <laughs> and maybe it's a reflection of our times. But the, these, this deck has allowed people who have never heard of a card reading, never heard of a wisdom mm-hmm. deck or an oracle deck, they now are into, into that kind of self-reflection and inquiry because these are so un, um, in a, in, uninhibiting 
when you see there's they're just a gateway deck, and and I think that's one of the reasons they're doing so well, especially in non-traditional perhaps stores where they're being sold when the owners have them out. I have a couple tea coffee shops that have these in there, and they have them out a deck out, and people will come in there every day, every day to get their cup of coffee, and they do a reading. They do a reading, and just, it's just a delightful connection with them and whoever's in the store. Uh, so I've been calling it the Gateway Oracle Deck for those that have never really even tried these kind of cards. And that was our intent, Cindy, to really bridge worlds. Um, you know, we we know that there are hundreds and hundreds uh, of Wisdom Decks and Oracle Decks out there. Uh, but our idea was that, you know, how do we bring many more, many, many, many more people into a place, a, com- a comfortable enough place, to have this experience, this uh, introspective experience, or this socially bonding experience. Over the holidays, when they were, and we released them just before the holidays, we started getting stories from families who were sharing these at their their family meals. And uh, it was literally triggering these wonderful, deeper conversations about uh, what people were going through or what they, <laughs> what they were learning uh, from and about each other. So it, it acted as a, a stimulus for bringing people together and feeling closer, and that was a great gift. It continues to be a great gift to hear about those stories. You know, it's interesting. Um, I often suggest to, to, you know, many of my clients um, are, are working with cards or open to it, but then it's like it's, a, it's in a closet situation. That's their thing but their family doesn't do that or their husband doesn't do that or their wife doesn't do that. And I always um, suggest that when uh, a family is going on vacation to take a deck of cards with them and just put mm-hmm. them out. And, and, and someone who chooses to pull the card, that's, it's all choice. But it, it mm-hmm. really does encourage dialogue and insight, and, you know, as we, as we all know. And so these cards are so universal, like, you know, as Barb was saying, the gateway. Like, this, these cards are absolutely the perfect gateway to working with cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pulled a card um, before the show, and I thought, okay, what's the energy of, um, of for me with the show tonight? And it was vulnerability, <laughs> the strength to show yourself with this dog on his back. Legs ah. spread, just like, just like so content and happy, like, oh, my God, life is so good, and just totally chilled, like, yeah, this feels good to stretch my hip bones and, and lay on the grass and rub around, you know? It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, but I want to share about my 20-year-old son. Okay, so he was getting ready to go to Colorado to visit his girlfriend, and his friend was taking him to the airport. And they, they, they've been my guinea pigs before on, on decks of cards. And uh, <laughs> so I said, okay. And so we're on the driveway. And my son, I know I could tell he was just like, oh, my gosh, Mom, really? I'm going to be late. And I just looked at him. I'm like, it'll take two seconds. Come on, come on, draw a card. And the earlier uh, conversation before he was, you know, leaving was, you know, I always thought I was an, um, I thought I, I thought I was empathetic and compassionate, but I realized, I mean, he's only 20 years old, but he is my kid, right? Okay, he says, I, I really uh, have some work to do in that area. And I said, really? And I said, what brought you to that awareness? And he shared a couple of things. And I said, you know, I think you're on the right track with that. And I said, because, 
you know, the more empathetic we are and compassionate to people, um, that's just really, it creates a state of grace and people feel safe and they'll share even more. And um, I said, but when they feel, you know, unsafe or that you're judging, it creates separation. And so we we just had this conversation. Mm. Here we are on the driveway. What card do you think he drew? Compassion. Or empathy. No, he drew the empathy card. And and that was the word. That was the word that he used, 20 years old. I realized I'm not. Oh, I know. I know. And his friend drew one, and his friend's making all kinds of changes, and I forget what what Matt drew, but it was perfect for him. And I just thought, and they just said, we like these cards. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we got to go, Mom. Got to go. Bye. You know, and off they went. (laughs) (laughs) But they got your, the wisdom from your cards, and I just thought, what a gift, you know? And the Mm. cards feel cheerful, you know? They just... Like today, one of my clients got the endurance, keep your eye on the ball. And it was perfect because uh, she and her husband had started this whole idea of moving to another city and, you know, and and building a house. And I guess in an earlier reading eight months ago, I said, I'm not me, but Spirit Through Me suggested that they not build a house, that they rent until they got to know the area. Well, they started building a house, and everything roadblock that could go up went up. And they're like, we should have listened to you. And I'm like, I don't remember. That was like, you know, a long time ago, and I have to let everything go. Um, but this was the this was the card that was drawn on her behalf, endurance, keep your eye on the ball. And I said, the eye on the ball is, you know, figure out what part of the community that you want to live, do your community building skills. And, I mean, it was so perfect. It was just so perfect. So I don't know. All right. So yeah. my <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I, um, I, 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 you know, would love to just like have everybody have one of these decks of cards in their house because it, they're just so perfect. But, um, <laughs> but, but to, to ask the two of you, you know, with your background, mm-hmm. you know, how, how? I mean, had you ever thought about doing a divination deck card before? I mean, you're both like really out there in the world. It sounds like. You go ahead, Randy. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah, I um, until uh, Barb and I had that experience uh, that she shared where we're looking at all these dogs jumping around in the snow, I can't say that uh, my life's uh, <laughs> mission before I die was to get uh, a wisdom deck out into the world. Uh, what I what I do in my work is, I, you know, I've been an educator all my life, um, beginning uh, with being um, uh, a health educator for men primarily and working with men and men's groups and creating uh, communities of men that support each other uh, to be, you know, complete and whole human beings. And, uh, you know, I've done, I've written manuals for men. I've, I've written, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming out this year with a new book, The Passion Principle, How to Live Your Most Passionate Life. It's a 300-page book on, you know, with so many self-assessments and so many tools for really getting the most out of your life. And, but I, I really think that, you know, there, there are certain people who are going to read that book, but there are people who would never touch that book. And how can I get some of the same kind of information uh, you know, the kind of support and, and, and education and, um, you know, just to, to prompt people to move in that direction that, that their, their still small voice might be telling them, but they're reluctant to really de- dig deeper 
what would be a vehicle that would really do that in a way that many of the other things I've done have not? And uh, when Barb and I lit on this, it would just became clear to me, oh, my gosh, you know, a lifetime of working as an educator, as a counselor, as a psychologist, this is perfect. You know, I can take so much of what I have gleaned in my own exploration, trying to become a more whole and, and grown-up person. I'm still on that quest um, to, to, to have, somehow have that embodied in a different way, in a, in a, in a friendly, um, companionate way. Uh, for people where they can choose to go as deep as they want to go or, you know, or not. So that, that for me was what, uh, what really landed this project for me and made me, uh, along with just loving my friend Barb and loving to work with her and play with her, because uh, that's what this has been. This has been the most frisky, playful project, creative project I think I've ever done that's come to this level of fruition. It's really remarkable, and it came out of that place of, you know, there needs to there, there's there's another way that I can share uh, what I know and and uh, what what has helped me. That's that's beautiful. Well, well, I'd have to say uh, thank you, Randy. I mean, the the respect and the the fun we had was creating these. I can't wait till we do our next project. Uh, you know, Cindy. Uh, just like Randy, no no intention whatsoever, no idea that it would come to this point. When we first started creating this, I don't think either one of us really believed it would be where it is today. What it did for me was help me fall in love again with the creative process of just playing and creating and not even thinking that much actually about what what the actual outcome would be. You know, I remember as young as, as being in first and second grade and holding what I now call kind of Dear Abby or Dear Ann Lynn. I would sit in the stands and my friends would come and ask me for advice. And I found myself in this position of channeling wisdom. I don't have children, but people come to me for motherly advice. And, you know, there, there's whatever you want to believe in past lives and that kind of a thing. I was born to help transmute, transfer information. And so with my sense of humor, I think I fell in love with this idea of being able to, I, I think the healing arts for the last 30 years or maybe they needed to be very serious and get down to work, but I think we've been missing humor integrated into very serious healing. And I think I've been blessed with, with that gift of combining science and humor and healing and loving ourselves and claiming our power. And it all came to, I would have never guessed it would have come together like this. And it fits, it totally fits my my personality and modality. I had always wanted to be a writer or an author, and that's why it was so fun to work with Randy, who really is a writer and author. But I never thought of myself that way. And this all, because the creative process can be so fun, it helps you get connected to things you don't believe and make you believe in them. And that was really, really powerful. And I couldn't have gotten there, I don't think, without playing with Randy. So I think your answer is no, we never thought it would get a deck of cards would be in the be in the future. Well, and, you know, when you think about dogs and the, all the dog parks, you know, that people have created for dogs to play 
And, you know, um, my daughter's in graduate school right now. She's 29, living with her dad, and, um, and he got a puppy. And so, and they hadn't had a puppy in a really, really long time. So this this dog, um, because her dad is retired now and he has more time, he started taking his dog um, to this school. It was like a, a socialization school and training school. Um, he'd had a hip replacement, and he just was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it was very hard for him to do the discipline and all the stuff with a puppy. And um, so he started taking her, this, this dog, Zoe, to this, um, this dog training uh, school. But right next to the dog training school is a dog park. And so this dog was going, he was, it, it, the dog was going to the dog park first. And then when, he, when the dog went to the training school, the two things got meshed in, in the dog's mind, right? So the dog, right, would be going on, on its own. No, seriously, this dog is just hysterical. And, um, and so she would just get so excited because, oh, my gosh, there's going to be dogs to play with, and I get to go to school. You know, and so when she came home from school the first, first week of two-week school, she was exhausted, just exhausted. But in the morning, she sat in her little seat, you know, like I think she had a dog harness on and stuff, and then, but she would just start getting so excited the minute she recognized, like even like, like not even the play shut, she recognized guideposts, you know, because they drove the same path. And, um, and, you know, my daughter was just saying the other night that, you know, she is the most social dog that they have ever had. Like, she just loves people. And, you know, and you just think about that, you know, the, this pack of dogs coming from all different whatever, and then there they are, you know, the wisdom of we're all dogs, we all have our thing, let's all just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Really- I, love, I love that. Yes, yes. Let's, <laughs> let's all have a good time, and, and let's have a good time uh, in, as, in the learning process. You know, yes. I think that's, part, that's the, what's so mm-hmm. key here is to make, uh, you know, Barb and I are really committed to making things fun, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, whatever it is that we do. And so even, you know, when we're talking about those shadow cards, when we get anger or guilt or shame or, or victimhood um, uh, you know, and loss, um, th- those kinds of cards, it's rather than a heaviness about it, we just want to, we want to give people images that really they're familiar to them and comforting to them and then really show, really demonstrate how it is you can Work with that energy as a teacher, you know, as a healer, um, rather than something that, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to, you know, confront this, I have to deal with this, like, this is so heavy. So what we we bring the shadow cards in, and then we really quickly help people um, get, you know, acknowledge that place of contraction that the the issue or the theme might create for them and, and accelerate their their journey or their path back to expansion, you know, back to a, a place of greater freedom and fun. Um, so, you know, you started telling stories about um, how people are using these cards. And I, I just want to tell, I have to tell this quick one. It's my favorite. A teacher early on when the deck came out, sent us a story about, um, or as a secondhand story, but somebody's friend was a teacher who brought the cards to this group of kids and she pulled some of the cards out of the deck. She didn't want the, necessarily want the kids to deal with at that time, but she left most of them in the deck. And everybody in the 
and the group of kids pulled a card. And what was really amazing is there was a kid in the group who drew the, the loneliness card, and a kid right sitting right next to them drew the card that is belonging. And as it turned out, that kid that drew the loneliness card was actually grappling with issues of not feeling fully included in the group and feeling loneliness within the group. And then the kid that drew the belonging card, you know, there was, there was a, um, a discussion that ensued, a dialogue that ensued about what does it mean to be lonely? What does it mean to belong? You know, and when you're lonely, how do you make that transition to feeling like you belong? And that was just a wonderful story to hear about uh, the utility of these cards in this, with this group of kids, and the teacher did a beautiful job of facilitating that. Perfect, though. I mean, just perfect. I mean, because that's one of my favorite, well, I wouldn't say favorite, but it's shown up a lot in uh, using the deck, the loneliness, longing to belong. And I thought, you know, you know, Barb, you mentioned it, you know, that when we do the deeper healing, sometimes that's a very personal journey, you know, and yet we want to belong, you know. We don't want to always be alone when we're going deeper. And, um and I think that's sometimes people isolate when they feel like there's work to be done or, they're you know, they, they hide. Well, not hide, but you know what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, I think how perfect that those two children, that dialogue would probably never have happened if they hadn't pulled the card and if they hadn't, you know. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. it's like so perfect, you know. Like so many people say, oh, well, it's random with cards. I'm like, oh, no. There's always, uh, there's, you know, there is no randomness in the universe. I mean, there is, but there isn't. I mean, it's all perfectly divinely aligned. And, um, but how sweet, Randy, thank you for sharing that story. Um, that's oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, it touches, it touches me deeply to hear that. Yeah. And now I'm hearing, you know, other uh, therapists and school counselors, uh, uh, again, they've only been out a few months, but we're getting stories about how they're being used by um people in these settings that on a daily basis deal with groups uh, of all of different ages and uh, different issues. But I, I think you can add to that too, Randy, that, uh, that the more personal, the more universal and the more mm-hmm. vulnerable, mm-hmm. the more universal. And, mm-hmm. and it brings out the fact that we're all healers. We're all teachers. We're all healers. And we all have things that need to be healed and so when you get two kids or two individuals that aren't necessarily in the healing field sharing these, there's that moment of healing. And, of course, we all we, we know that energetically when two people, like when those two kids bonded and perhaps connected, we all benefit from that. Uh, and it's, it's, we don't always think of ourselves as healer. I have a, another gal shared with me. She's in the human resource department of a fairly large corporation. And she started bringing these in, and when it was a, appropriate, if the when the person would come in with a human resources issue, which can be intense sometimes, or they're very in, in their head, she would say, hey, do you want to draw a card? And they'd like, what's that? And they would draw a card, and it, she says it always fits whatever energy they were working with with their human resource problem. So it just reminds me that we really are all universal. We really are all healers, and whether it's this deck or another deck, there's that every moment we have that opportunity to connect and know that we're not alone. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're also, Cindy, I know that your program, uh, you know, the long history of your program, you probably have seen this this arc of awareness, I'll call it the arc of awareness, uh, growing awareness uh, about these issues, uh, you know, vulnerability, the strength to show yourself, shame, you know, which, you know, we have the, the wonderful Brene Brown who is shedding so much light on like the topic of shame and making it okay to explore these themes in a way that people have not given themselves permission in the past, or it hasn't been, you know, we feel, as you've said, we've felt isolated um, around uh, groping with this. I think this is an exciting time. Not only is this the year of the, but I think we're in 2018 moving in the direction of making it acceptable to explore these parts, these plate, these pain points that we all have growing up, um, you know, in, in a, and actually different cultures, you know, some, some cultural universals about growing up and developmental stages and all that, that, that we can begin to really have uh, intelligent and compassionate and validating conversations about these things that have been in the closet for so long or because people are ashamed to talk about shame. <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, there was the inner child movement workshops and things for a while, and then they kind of mm-hmm. went by the by. And, you know, Spirit Seeker um, started doing holistic conferences in 1996, and we did 28 different conferences between 1996 and 2014 mm-hmm. when we realized that, you know, as much as it was great to do these conferences in St. Louis, you know, when we first started, no one knew what Ricky was. No one knew what any of this stuff was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and massage was still kind of like a hidden thing. And now we have, you know, massage, like the massage parlors, you know, oh, sleazy. And now we have, you yeah. know, massage, massage envy, massage lux. I mean, <laughs> so many other ones start all the time. And so, you know, in 2014, we realized that the greater mission for us was to support the conferences. So, I mean, we're working with 12 different conferences in the next two, two to three months. Um, but yet we're in Earth Day, you know, I mean, which is people looking for environmental green things. And But, you know, everything that we do is to enhance the mind, body, and spirit. And since we're no longer doing our own conferences, let me tell you, that freed up a lot of our energy so that, you know, because those – we all know how much work a conference is, you know, with both of your backgrounds. You've attended probably a yes, bunch of conferences. absolutely. And, it, and right, created and some. <laughs> right. We freed that up. It was like, okay, so now we get to play on a bigger level. And, um, and yes, times have changed. I mean, you know, you look at these millennials that a lot of people are annoyed with. I love these millennials. I think that they've grown up with Twitter lists. They've grown up with social media. They, they know when one of their friends is in trouble, they know. They know, you know, and um, and people say, oh, but they're technology and they're not really having conversations. Mm, that's not my experience. My experience, you know, is that they're they're very connected in a different way. I mean, you you look at what happened in Florida with those kids, and look what's happened with guns. You know, like they're vocal, they're intelligent, and you know they're insightful. So it's like we're all in this together, and I think that. These cards, using dogs as the vehicle and the wisdom of the, I mean, I love divine dog wisdom cards. I mean, come on. I mean, you're, the name that you guys channeled for these is perfect. Divine <laughs> dog wisdom cards, you know? And um, I don't know. I could go on and on. Um, but but I, I do want to ask, like, when you were creating the, mm-hmm. this pack of cards, what was the most joyful part and what was the most challenging part? Just, just, just a peek into the creation process. 
Yeah, Barbara's talked about uh, how um, this project was a vehicle for, you know, know, just getting into that uh, unattached, not detached, but unattached creative space, you know, where we could just play. We, We basically created our own little creative kennel where we could just romp around and play with the ideas and play with the concepts and watch how the images and the themes and the phrases just kind of began to just pull themselves together. That was not difficult. It really flowed. Um, and, you know, we would, we would have these weekends where we would get together. I would, I live in New Mexico. She's in Colorado. We'd drive and, uh, you know, spend these weekends with her dog spirit, you know, right there by our side <laughs> for most of the, all of, all of that creative process. The, and uh, spirit has passed, moved on now. Barbara can talk about that, but um, that was all easy. I think um, you know if there were any challenges involved, um, it really was a. It was more about okay, now we've now we're doing this. What is it? How how is it that we're going to bring these into the world? Because we know nothing about uh, getting this kind of product to the marketplace. But there too, um, uh, amazing synergies and uh, happen happenstances came together. And maybe you want to talk about that a little bit, Barb. Well, yeah. So shout out to Satyama.com, who really, really helped us get bring these into the world. We they would have they're not we wouldn't be in your hands, Cindy, if it wasn't for the skills and resources available for publishers, I mean, for authors at satyama.com. So people should check that resource out and the wonderful products there. Always new stuff coming out from there. I'd have to agree. I mean, you're you're talking about, you're talking to two Geminis, Cindy. So (laughs) words were not our problem. (laughs) Uh, Well, well, and I have so many planets and Gemini people think I'm a Gemini. But... We we would just talk over each other and and have to, you know, and uh, our publisher would say, you need to cut this back and you need to edit this. And we're like, but no, we love these words and and, and the wit. And uh, it was interesting to me to have, I I realized you could have 100 people edit your book or your product and they would all have something different to say and they would all have uh, perhaps there would be contradictory information there. So there's an interesting dance when you when you do create something and it's your baby and how you need to figure out how to get it out in the world. And I'm sure, I'm sure every author and when their book turns into a movie or a song is sung that you feel as if there's a core that you want to keep, but then there's, you want to be responsive to what is really going to serve people and what they're attracted to and what will sell and all of those sort of intellectual things so I think navigating that was was really really challenging because it was definitely new for for me. But it, the synergy all along of the the right resources showed up at the right time. A, again, just made it feel like a really divine project. And because it kept happening that way, we kept going with it and kept believing in it. Like when we needed to get a prototype deck actually what what is it going to look like if these were a card and in our hands uh you know the right person showed up to to do that when we 
we should speak a little bit, too, about our illustrator, Teresa Schism, mm-hmm. who I met through my river advocacy work, and she has switched careers and become an illustrator, a creative coach, and a, and a graphic artist in her own right. And we asked her to join. We said, hey, we're doing this. We have no idea where it's going to go. And she sat down and just started doing all kinds of drawings. She did all the illustrations on my website. And, and so she came along for the journey not knowing where it was going to end up as well. And people just love the back of our cards. I, I, oh, my and gosh. And by the way, it was yeah. her dog, Daisy the Beagle, that we were house-sitting that, that was running around uh, with its two-inch legs in four-foot deep snow swimming, swimming, literally swimming in the snow that is, was one of the dogs on that trip. Oh, right, and, and that, yeah, her art, um, her, the back of the card, the images on the back of the card and on the box of the deck are just such whimsical and fun. I mean, they're, they have a kind of a, almost a Winnie the Pooh flavor to them, those images, you know, they just, people see those, and they're not garish and splashy, like, like you see with some, you know, they're just like the, they're, they just draw you in. And uh, it's so um, enticing, her art. And so we wouldn't, uh, you know, we wouldn't have the, the unique fusion that we do with this deck without, uh, without Teresa's wonderful art. And, uh, you know, we're <clears throat> going to continue to work with her as long as we can. So she's, she, uh, uh, even though she's not uh, co- co-principal of our company, which is called Enlighten Up, uh, she's uh, definitely with us in partnership in this creative process. Uh, the other thing uh, you asked, Cindy, what were you know what are some things that were difficult or a challenge or whatnot? Well, we started with zero capital, <laughs> but here again, um, with the guidance of uh, our friend Karen Stuth at Sadiyama, we uh, initiated a Kickstarter campaign, which we discovered was one of the most incredible ways to begin to create support and a followership beyond the, you know, the funding, which did help us get the first printing out. It was all of these enthusiasts who spread the word and uh, that we continue to maintain contact with, uh, gosh, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people that were in on this and felt invested in this. So, you know, it's Barb and Teresa and Randy's energy, but then all of these other friends and friends of friends who were in on this and delighted that, you know, not only did they get a deck in their hands when they, you know, made a pre, pre-purchase of them and then trusted us that we would come up with this, but, you know, they're, they're out there using them and turning other people onto them. And we, we feel like we did definitely, you know, both of us are, are organizers, facilitators, that we started a movement. <laughs> You know what? There's so like like the GoFundMe pages and and what did you call yours? How did you mm-hmm. what did you call it? Ours was a pre-sale campaign, so there weren't donations. People were actually pre-purchasing before the deck came out, and that's Kickstarter, Indiegogo is another one. There's several others right. now, some that are even specific to authors um, that we didn't uh, go with. We went with Kickstarter because it was higher profile and one of the first, and people kind of knew a little bit more about how it operated and it worked and had confidence in, in that in that platform. Well, and, you know, people like to be a part of a movement. 
and that's what you've created with us, you know. And, um, you know, to be able to be one of the first people to have the decks in their hands and, and to support it at that mm-hmm. level, pe- people love that. They love mm-hmm. to belong. That's that whole thing about belonging, you know, that sense of belonging and supporting. Yes. Um, you know, this is it's so perfect. And let's talk about your cover award. Um, I know that the, the voting is still going on for that. How can people vote for your deck of cards? Yeah, that would be awesome and gratitude extended. If you go to, so first of all, Covers is the Coalition of Visionary Resources, an amazing organization for authors and retail uh, bookstores and stores uh, that support, they have wonderful resources to support authors. So it's the Coalition of Visionary Resources. And if you go to their public Facebook page, every year they have uh, awards in different Categories, so div, uh, divination, um, inspiration, uh, let's see, also products like tarot decks and jewels and crystals and games. I mean, satyama.com has a great new game out. Uh, at any rate, there's like 36 categories of wonderful, wonderful recognition awards for a genre of books that don't necessarily always get the, the light of day, like top, top you know, fiction books might. So if you go to the Coalition of Visionary Resources, their public Facebook page, it'll tell you how to get onto their website and vote. And you need to vote in every single category. There's 36 categories. And that's really, really important to vote in all of them to have a complete ballot. But the beauty of having a complete ballot, just like any sort of survey, is that I was exposed to all these wonderful other new books and products out there that I wouldn't have otherwise just by their being nominated in a particular category. So we're nominated in two different categories. You can scroll down the ballot voting for everybody and look for the Divine Dog Wisdom Deck. And the the voting ends May 1st, so it's a one-time only. You have to have a complete ballot, so go vote now and get your Divine Deck card that way or support <laughs> the Dog Wisdom getting out there. And then in June at the INAS conference in Denver, they'll be announcing the award winners. So, yeah, so it is exciting. And so this is one way to connect with, certainly a way to connect with, support, and be part of a uh, a larger, fun um, Divine Dog Wisdom card movement. And uh, just for our listeners, and maybe we mentioned this before the end of the program, they are available on Amazon, and they're available in Amazon Canada as well for any um, Canadian listeners. And then um, <clears throat> bookstores that uh, order through Devores or New Leaf catalogs will be able to, to order these to, um, to put in their bookstores. Uh, so they're actually pretty easily available. And they should be in Barnes & Noble soon. You know, this well, is a, you know a bittersweet. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to share that uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a bittersweet thing for me because the day the campaign that really made this real happen on June 6th when we started the Kickstarter campaign, literally that morning we transitioned my dog, Spirit. And, it was you know, she was ready. She had a wonderful life. She was 17 years old, and she was really, really ready. And she just looked at me like, what are you waiting for? We're, we're going. And... So I, I drew a card that day when we started that campaign, and it was the card Honor, and it has three 
little Dutch hounds on it, and it's acknowledge the you, the me, and the we. And it oh, brings tears to my eyes right now almost. Uh, and, and it feels like this project is is about that, honoring the me, the you, and the we, our collectiveness. And you know, have you ever seen a dog in a dog park kind of agitate the other dogs to come play? Come on, come on, let's Absolutely. go play. And I feel like this this whole project all along the way, the people we've met, the the timing of everything, I mean, just meeting you and, and getting connected to your show and all the work you do has been just part of this universal you, me, and we. So I just felt like sharing that. Thank you. Oh, I wanted perfect. you to get back around to that. You know, Barb, that, that is great. And I just want to mention that our website, enlightenup.biz, we have a dog memorial mm-hmm. um, garden, what we call a memorial garden, where people <laughs> can actually sign up and write something about, uh, you know, a precious family member of theirs that's passed on and what that, uh, what what it meant to them, and actually have that on our our website website to share with others. And we've even connected with an artist who will take your pet ashes. He calls them forever paintings. Mix the paint with them and paint a portrait of your your pet. He's oh, featured on that fabulous. site too. Yeah. You know, I yeah, uh, our vision. We, we, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, we've, uh, Spirit Seeker has been a big, big supporter of the Afterlife Conference, um, which they have all these ideas. They collect, you know, people are attracted to it. Um, all these things of what you can do with the ashes and create these different things. But that, Barb, that, I have not heard of Isn't that. Isn't that cool? That, Very oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, visit Mindy, our site, lightenup.biz, and go to the Memorial Garden, and you can co- connect with Tom. And he's just a, a wonderful person in general. He used to live outside of New Orleans and now he lives in Uray, Colorado and has a has a pet store and a kennel and and paints. Wow. Wow. Right. So that that's something we're looking for uh ways that we can, you know, with our with, with the resources we have now, we ways we can begin to support um, you know, uh organization individuals and then on to organizations that have, you know, do provide so much in the way of services for for animals, and so that's that's kind of our first um, our baby steps in the direction of you know being greater benefactors for those organizations that we'd like to we want to continue to see thriving uh, from you know humane society kinds of organizations and other dog and cat and pet um, right. you know nonprofits. Well, and that's uh, that's what I was going to say is that I see your cards like in you know, okay, humane societies are using essential oils now. They are actually in the, the one in St. Mm-hmm. Louis did anyway. They actually put something to calm the the cat down or the dog down because of the stressful environment, you know, of being adopted and all the other animals, mm-hmm. the loud noises, mm-hmm. the bark. Your cat, they they use mm-hmm. one for cats and one for dogs. I see your cards as being you know something that reaches people through that venue and you know and then also as a as a fundraiser for animal shelters and different things i mean that's what i'm seeing for the two of you i i totally see it so listeners you've been hearing um from the 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 creators and i do mean the creators of um the divine dog wisdom cards uh barb horn and randy crutcher and i'm just delighted that the two of you created this deck i mean Mm -hmm. and and the and the fact that the illustrator had, was the owner of the Beagle, 
at the place where the snow happened when you were dog sitting. That this, I mean, it's all divinely orchestrated. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just, so I just want to thank you so much for being my guest. And um, once again, enlightenup.biz, enlightenup.biz. And um, these would make great, great gifts for the dog lovers in your life. You know, I mean, this would be a perfect introduction. Um, as Barb mentioned before, the gateway cards, you know, like, you know, for people who have never worked with cards, this is it, the Divine Dog Wisdom Cards. And they're great for um, family meals. They're great for social gatherings. Um, I always, as I said, encourage families to take them um, on on vacations because it's like a good dialogue. And I just love, Randy, how you shared about that experience with the two kids sitting side by side, you know, one feeling lonely and one wanting to belong. I mean, I that is imprinted forever in my mind. So thank you both <laughs> so much for being my guest tonight. Thank you for the um, the work that you're doing. Thank it was you, a delight, Cindy. Cindy. It was an honor. Thank you for All what right. you do as well. So stay in touch. Okay, thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. So, yes, Bye-bye. thank you so much. Okay, good night. Um, so, listeners, that that was a wonderful interview, and um, I just want to share that the minute the show is complete, it becomes a um, – a podcast. So the minute the show is complete, you can listen to it at any time of the day or night um, at your leisure by going to blog. Well, you can actually go to spiritseeker.com and then uh, click the link to Blog Talk Radio, or you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, and that's C Y N D E M E Y E R. And, you know, we know. Um, that people listen because we get the stats, and a lot of times it's after hours when it's at their um, convenience. But I have to tell you, sometimes I interview guests, and because I'm doing the switchboard and I'm multitasking and bringing callers onto the air, et cetera, there are times, and, and this is not really, um, this is the truth, where I will go back and listen to the interview because there's so much amazing in, information offered, and it's like impossible to remember it all. You're like, wait a minute, what did, what did that woman say, or what did that guy say? You know, what, you know, so you get it. So just know that it's available to you the minute the show is finished um, for you to listen to at any given time. Okay, so we are now going to move into part two of our show tonight, and um, I will be bringing on the um, the, the co- founders, creators of the Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair, and um, I'm going to be inter- uh, interviewing uh, Sylvia uh, and Serafina Celeste, and um, Sylvia Valaton and um, Serafina Celeste. These two um, divine goddesses have worked in the area of metaphysics for a long, long time. Um, Serafina Celeste in the uh, in the Oklahoma area and um, uh, Sylvia and uh, her partner Gigi in the Kansas City area. And so these two women have come to, or these three women, I should say, have come together and created the Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair that is uh, coming to St. Louis. And I'm going to bring the two of them on now. And just give me a moment. So Sylvia and Serafina, you should be, you should be on the air. Hello there. I'm, this is Serafina. I am here too. Oh, is Gigi there too? Oh, yes. I was just thinking I was going to listen, but hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Gigi. No, no. You're part of this too. You're part of this magic yes. too. So, 
Okay, so um, I'm just going to let whoever wants to start just talk about this fabulous thing that, you know, this event coming up, you know, in May, coming to St. Louis, May 12th and 13th. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's sweet that I know the three of you and have experienced, um, I, you know, Seraphie and I haven't experienced your shows, but I know that you um, have hosted shows and you're a vendor yes, at a lot yes, of shows yes. and, you know, and you're a reader. So let's go, let's go first to... Um, to Sylvia. So Sylvia, let's hear about you and what you bring to the table and um and then we'll we'll go we'll go to the next person. Are you there? Sylvia? Oh here, let me bring her on. Maybe this is are are Sylvia and Gigi, are you on different numbers? Yes, we are I'm on this okay, one, I okay. guess. I couldn't tell I'm in another okay. room, so we couldn't tell what was going on. Okay, hang on. Um Sylvia, are you there now? I am. Okay, awesome. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I had three numbers. I was only looking for two. Okay, so tell <laughs> us about this creation. What's, what are we in store for here in St. Louis? Well, I'm going to let Serafina actually start and tell you kind of how this particular fair came about, and then I'll add a little bit to it because it kind of starts a little bit with her story, kind of. Okay, okay. Serafina, you're on. Well, thank you. Um, well, Crossroads Metaphysical uh, originally kind of started in Tulsa. It was a, my husband's mission. Uh, he really wanted to bring something different to the metaphysical community, um, something that was all-inclusive. I know that that occurs everywhere, but it was just really his dream to kind of make something different. Um, and we started with Crossroads Metaphysical in Tulsa, and as we were beginning to get involved with that and make that occur, we got involved with uh, Sylvia and Gigi, and they really were phenomenal in helping us get it off the ground and making it into the event that it was. But um, we kind of talked at that point about maybe doing this in other towns or doing this someplace else because we had both been told that St. Louis was somewhere we should go, and my husband loved St. Louis, and so we really, that was our next stop. But it really was something that started out out of Aaron's mind and something he wanted to do and something we had passed around for a year or two before we started. And then once we talked to Sylvia and Gigi about it, it just really truly became, like, um, perfect. It was like the perfect group mix of people to come together to do this. So I guess for me, really, it's just living out a legacy for him, and it's brought me two people into my life that have been fabulous friends and family members in Sylvia and Gigi, and I, I'm really looking forward to what we're going to do in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, and, and, just... and for us, and for us, it was um, something where, we had talked about St. Louis for a while. We had, as you know, we've we've done fairs in the Kansas City area for about eight years, and people kept saying, "Why don't you go to St. Louis? Why don't you go to St. Louis?" And we were like, "Ah, eh, you know, we thought about it," and we just hadn't really met the right mix of people to say, you know, yes, because we knew we wanted we knew we wanted someone else or some other people involved, and then we Serafina and Aaron and just got to talking to them, and that was like, okay, that's that's the right group, so. Yeah, it really was. I think that it was something that really made him excited. So, well, isn't yeah, it sweet definitely. though that this is this this will be a legacy? You know, I mean, his energy is obviously involved in the Serafina, and you know, I I, I see him smiling, just saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Not <laughs> <laughs> the time. Oh. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, and, you know, I remember Deepak Chopra saying many years ago, I mean, this is probably 2008. No, it was earlier than that. We're talking about the 90s where he said, we're way beyond synchronicity. We're into synchro destiny. And he said, pay attention to the people around you because you've worked together before. 
and you know you're being drawn together to do work again Mm -hmm. now in a different way you know and um and I felt that I felt that when I um met you Serafina uh with Sylvia and of course Gigi wasn't there but I know Gigi so I felt her there and um I mean how how sweet what you're creating Oh, yes. And I think that the deal is for for the three of us is that this is something that um, is a mission for us as well. And I think that we've created something maybe a little different than what our original intention was. But if anything, it's more beautiful and stronger. Definitely. Definitely. So tell us, um, you know, Sylvia, you know, I've been to your event in Kansas City. I was a featured speaker and, you know, had a booth and, and things. And you've been, like, back when Spirit Theater was doing expos, you know, you all, you know, came to St. Louis. But tell us about this one. I mean, this is this is taking St. Louis by storm. No one's doing two-day shows here, so you guys are doing, you know, you gal, gals, I should say, are doing two-day show, a two-day show and mm-hmm. these really long hours where people can come in the evening and that's new to St. Louis. You know, just tell us about what you have in store for us. Well, okay, so in general, um, what we've got in store, like you just said, is it's going to be a two-day show and it's going to, uh, there are longer hours, so it's May 12th and 13th. And on Saturday, we're actually going from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. That way, like you said, there's something for people to do in the evening. If they work on weekends, generally they're not going to work that long of hours. Um, And then we are there from 11 to 6 on Sunday as well. So um, it's an indoor show, so you don't have to worry about is it 100 degrees, is it 30 degrees. Uh, We're at the Holiday Inn on Route 66. Uh, It seems like everybody in St. Louis knows it as the old Viking Inn. For the Viking Hotel? Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think you yourself had events there at one point. That was where uh, Spirit Seeker's very first conference was in 1996. Well, I it's would a great tell place you to have a show. Yes. Yeah, they've remodeled it, and it's absolutely gorgeous inside. Uh, they remodeled I think, about three years ago. So uh, it's, it's really neat. We've got that. We've got workshops every hour. Um, so those – they start um, – like the hour after we open, so there's workshops. Um, we've got a lot of different things. Um, something that something that Gigi really wanted to bring to the event that she has um, brought to Casey Meta is she's really had this like heart and really wants to do a lot of community feedback. So actually, something we've got um, that I think Serafina can talk a little bit more about is uh, we actually have a community charity that we do at this event um, coming to St. Louis as well. Yeah, and that really was something that uh, Casey Metaphysical did, and it was something that we wanted to carry on with Crossroads. Um, We're partnering right now with the CDDB Community Charity. Um, They're an earth-centered spiritual community um, group. They like to give out handouts to that group. Um, They're really good for helping with, like, uh, personal or people in personal crisis or medical crisis. They've helped the community since, like, 2010 with one person in particular, and I think in 2014 they started opening up to other people and became a full-fledged uh, 501c3. Um, what we're really hoping to do with them is uh, help the community through personal hygiene items like deodorant and toothpaste and toothbrushes, razors, shampoo, things like that. And if people um, come to the fair and they bring a donation for that um, group, then we'll, we're going to enter them into a, a prize drawing. And it'll be um, all kinds of different things, readings, maybe some uh, different items of a metaphysical bent. Um, and it's going to be a special uh, uh, prize that you can only participate in if you bring an item for that community for that charity to the event. 
So we're really kind of excited about it. They've been they've really made a, a difference in their local community. They do all kinds of other things other than just um, give out hand out hand up grants. They do things like moon lodges, and they have a women's warriors weekend, which is actually really cool. Um, they also do several different types of retreats. But um, they're just a, a really great community uh, group that we're excited to be involved with. We met them while we were there, and uh, they just had so much energy, and their their mission is so important in general that we really wanted to participate with that. Definitely. Um, I think that that's definitely true. I think, you know, that I think kind of goes with Gigi's and uh, part of her vision was to build community with all these different facets of community, bringing them together, all spiritualities. And this community, you know, really helps people in the different spiritualities that are in need. So I th- think that that really um, – kind of worked with her vision as well, this particular charity, which I thought was really, uh, really great as well, that we, we, that they found us, we found them, however that worked. <laughs> yeah. By divine intervention. <laughs> oh, divine that was definitely what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and now more than ever, people need help and, you know, and people want to help, you know, this is an 11 years, we know 2018 is 11 year and it's, you know, how can I be of service? How can I help? And that's the vibration of, you know, the 11. Um, so this is like perfect, absolutely perfect. So, um, so is that on your, is that on the Facebook page or how do people know to bring these items? Um, we, we have, we will be, I'll post more about it as it gets closer, but you can check out their uh, webpage at cbbbcommunitycharity.org. They do fabulous things in that community, and really it's wonderful because it's, it's, a, it's supporting the community that comes to these events. And that's one of the things I think with Gigi was that it wasn't just helping the community in general. It was helping the community of the people that either come to our events or, or vendors or readers at our events. So it's giving back to just more than just the community at large, but but a very special part of our community. Well, and that that kind of leads into something else. So the best place to find out, like, all that information, like, you know, what specifically do they, they want donated, obviously the personal hygiene products, but we can get into more details, uh, details about who exactly the vendors are, what the workshops are, all sorts of things are, are going to be on our Facebook page. Um, and let me, I mean, we'll probably – mentioned that a couple times, but it's a Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair. Um, and there is actually a period after the ST in St. Louis. That's probably where they're all the like latest updated info is. There's another Facebook page I will mention that is Crossroads Metaphysical. That is also all of us, but the one we created, we did create one for St. Louis so that people in other areas aren't, you know, inundated with here's who's going to be in St. Louis and you're not in St. Louis, you're in, you know, Tulsa or something, so you might, may or may not be interested in who's in St. Louis. So we just went ahead and created one for the St. Louis Fair. So that's um, Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair. Okay, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, Okay, so let's hear about, uh, in, you know, we're going to start with uh, Sylvia. Tell us about how you got into all this. I mean, I know you do readings, but I also know, aren't you in the accounting? Like, isn't that like your, like other hats well, that you wear? Yeah. So my day job, close quote, is I actually do uh, accounting and tax prep. <laughs> so, but, but that came long after my interest in the metaphysical community. Like for me personally, I remember going to the psychic fairs that were here in Kansas city when I was a little kid with my mom. So Aww. I've always been interested in it. So, Yeah. And then, like I said, so and then really that 
uh, Gigi and I started a tarot and oracle. And then out of that, uh, myself and a friend ended up reading an event. We weren't supposed to read an ev- at an event, but the people they hired to read didn't show up. My friend and I were there. It was great fun. We had a really enjoyable time. And uh, we looked at each other and said, oh, we should read at more events. And we looked, We thought about what the events were in town and what we didn't like about them and what we did and stuff. And we are like, yeah, I don't want to read at any of those necessarily. I'm not real sure. Or, you know, they already have like a wait list or they're volunteer only, something. And so Gigi looked at us and said, well, let's start a fair. How hard could it be? Oh, funny. Well, yeah. And so it was it, a little bit. It was a little bit the same thing. Fast forward at like eight years when we got to talking to Seraphina and Aaron, they were like, well, we want to do, they wanted to do this fair in Tulsa. And we're like, okay, you know, if you have questions, you know, we'll help or whatever. That sounds awesome. And so we ended up kind of hanging out with them while they were doing that. And then uh, just sort of looked at them and was like, let's go to St. Louis. Everybody's asking about that. And they're like, yeah, everybody's asking about that. Let's just do it. Oh, it's sort of that yeah, same spirit of Gigi kind of going in there going, Let's just do it. How hard could it be? Let's let's. We know yeah. lots of people. We've got contacts, you know. And here we are, right? <laughs> right, right. It's all perfect. You know, Sylvia, I have to tell you, my mom used to take me to psychic fairs as a kid too. You know, I mean, she was like, she. My mom, uh, my mom's mom had the gift of sight, and my grandmother, and um, but my mom trained to be a clinical hypnotherapist, but she was she was scared to death. She's like, I can't have that responsibility of working with people's minds. Um, but, but yet she knew, she knew, like she could read a book and become the character because she was so like easily able to like step into that person, if you know what I mean. And, um, okay. So, so that's funny that we both share in that. That was my first exposure to readers. You know, my mom like knew all the stuff way before I did, you know, me too. too. I mean, Mm-hmm. I think that's well, something we all have in I know common, you're actually. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. My mother and father were very much in the occult community in New York in the 60s. Um, and they came to Oklahoma, which was like the Bible Belt. And that was quite an interesting flip for them. And uh, I, I was raised in that community. I, my mother taught me tarot at 13. It was just like, you know, we make a joke about how everybody who's metaphysical reads tarot cards, but there's a part of that that's true. It's like it's your gateway. And so it, it's just an interesting thing that, that that's something we all share with our brothers. I yeah, I, I think, think it's definitely. Yeah, through the women's and lineage. Even Gigi's even Gigi's mom as well, for that matter. Oh yeah, um, that's her, very true. Her mom saw spirits and things, and so, and she did as a little kid. So yeah, I do think that's interesting. There's yeah. uh, that's definitely something I haven't really completely put together even. I know. I was thinking, you know, because like my mom, we used to make a joke when I was growing up that you never lied to my mother because she'd sit down in your chair and read the vibrations. Well, we never lied to her sitting down because she would sit in the chair and read the vibrations of what you had said to her. Was she was a oh, lie detector that way? That's just not mom, right. I know. Mom, that's just not cool. <laughs> right. You couldn't get anything by her. But um, yeah. but you know, my grandmother had the gift of healing, and you know, she was a a single single parent of nine children, right? And um, and she wouldn't take welfare. That was my grandmother. And so she was just this strong woman. And people came from all over to her for healing. And then she joined this really crazy church. I shouldn't say really crazy church. She joined a church that said that her work was the work of the devil. And so, but she could remove like things like 
like warts and things. Like she had a violinist who had warts all over his hands, and she would have to know where the obstacle was on their body, and then she could just like do whatever she did, and it was gone, right? And so, oh no, yeah, vibrational. Yeah. Yeah, and so she re- she didn't do it anymore. But my my stepfather that adopted me had this ugly, and I do mean ugly, wart in his ear, and he had it cut off, frozen off, and it always came back, right? And so I said, Grandma, I said, can't you take that thing out of his ear? She goes, Cynthia Diane, you know I don't do that work anymore. I said, Grandma, you don't have to tell anyone, and I won't tell anyone you did it. Just just do it because nothing's working. And she just smiled, you know. And, and I said, okay, whatever, whatever you want to do. And then it disappeared. The thing literally fell off and never came back. And so I said to her, I said, Grandma, thanks. She goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 but, but you know the healers and so these conferences as you all know um create great healing for the community and so so what has been the the most exciting thing of the three of you working together creating this event for st louis oh i think the way it just fell together mm-hmm. it was synchronistic i mean every single thing that we needed to have happen came to place every time we've been to st louis to to meet with other vendors to meet with readers to meet with the local community to to promote and to find out uh interesting things about St. Louis. Everything has just happened. I mean, it's just been I think one of the most synchronistic experiences I've ever had. I think so. I think uh, go, go ahead, Sylvia. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I think I think that's true. I think it's just really um how everything fell in place with the connections. Um Gigi knows a couple people in St. Louis pretty well, and uh, they, as soon as we decided, yeah, we're doing this, all of a sudden some of those connections were just like, okay, this is amazing, and I know, you know, five people that want to do the fair, and yeah, it just, and it kept just kind of going and going, and uh, one of the vendors that we're actually having in St. Louis ended up doing our last um, Casey Metaphysical, she actually came from St. Louis to do our uh, Casey Metaphysical Fair here. And that's uh, Heather and her husband Jason with Peace, Love, Happy Apothecary. And uh, so they could actually see what we were doing. I mean, some of the vendors that we have at St. Louis are ones that have been in the Kansas City show and in the Tulsa show. So they've seen what our fairs look like and how they're run. But this gave somebody new from St. Louis a chance to see it, I think. So that was kind of nice. And uh, That was really cool. Yeah, and she's she's a really great person. She had a great time, had a great fair love her stuff and so uh we're you know even more excited to be out there and have her out there and uh i'm going to give a small plug to a uh, to a place in st louis that if you've not been you probably oh, need yeah. to go yeah so this is where we ended up meeting a couple folks um and hang out it's called the fortune teller bar i think it's on a street called cherokee it is and it's on cherokee okay. yeah oh it's fabulous absolutely fabulous <laughs> Yeah, we pretty much ended up, because uh, one of the things that we did, that the reason we uh, made a couple trips to St. Louis was uh, our readers uh, are vetted. We actually have one of our, one of us or somebody that we know and trust or a shop owner that we know, something like that, will actually get a reading from anybody that you see that's going to be reading there. So we came out there to do that, and we ended up meeting some folks at the Fortune Teller Bar. And then other people were like, oh, you're going to be at the Fortune Teller Bar. Well, I know this person, and I know that person. It ended up being we met several people. We met some folks to, you know, uh, here's your application, things like that. And it, it's a great place, and they've got some um, they've got some very good readers there. 
as well. So uh, you know what? I had a, not been there until I went to a saxophone confer- uh, a saxophone performance. Some guy coming through St. Louis, and I saw it on Facebook, and I thought, oh, it's on Cherokee Street. And I actually read out of my hair salon uh, once a month on the second Tuesday of the month um, at George's hair salon on our hair studio, I should say, on Cherokee Street. But I had never been the, to the Fortune Teller Bar, so I thought, you know what? We w- I went with a couple of girlfriends to the saxophone concert, and I'm like, let's go to the Fortune Teller Bar. And we all three had readings from the gal in the window. You know, they have this window where the featured reader is at night, and they have really good food. I don't know if you guys tried the food, but it's it's a uh, Cajun food and just really um, a unique atmosphere. And so this last weekend, I was reading at uh, a fair in Belleville, and the gal sitting next to me reading said, oh, yeah, I met the people that are doing that show. I interviewed with them um, down at the Fortune Teller Bar. And I was like, <laughs> we both started laughing because, you know, I had never been there. And it, and it is fun, you know. So I'm really, I think you picked the perfect place to meet people in St. Louis. I think so, too. Um, I think Serafina's. I think Serafina's call dropped, so I think she's going to call back. So just to have you look for that. Oh, she's back. Okay, I see her. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll bring okay. her back on. So, Serafina, okay. you should be back on. Oh, excellent. I got so excited about the fortune teller bar that my phone died. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's funny. I'm nice. thinking about applying to read there because um, it's, that, that reader was nonstop busy that night. And it's such a cool atmosphere. I, I just think that, you know, it's sweet that that's where you interviewed the readers, you know. Um, and they still have your flyers <laughs> on the walls. Too, so oh, that's you awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, I mean, it seemed like such a, it seemed like a good location. Everybody's like, oh, you have to go there and hang out and see what the place is like. And we just thought, okay, well, that just seems to make sense. So I think when we go back, I think we're going to end up kind of hanging out there one night, either you know before the fair or something. So I think that'll be oh. kind of fun. Well, I but, think uh, it would be nice to have one of those in every city that we go to because it's oh, like yeah. I've never been to a bar that was like metaphysically inclined or that I could meet like-minded people in without having to worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. I would lucky. love to have one here. So, yeah, maybe maybe okay, we should so work on that Kickstarter or something. I'm going to bring this onto the air. Um, so uh, it's area code 775-762. Uh, you are live on the air, and if you would give your first name and where you're calling from and your question tonight, um, that would be wonderful. So you're live on the air. Oh, thank you so much. My name is Wendy from Sacramento, California. And uh, my question is, I was uh, in a yellow cab in the back seat on March 9th, and there was a rear-end collision. Um, I haven't worked since, but I'm working on getting an ADA approval. Um, will I? I'm hoping that I I keep my current job for at least another year. Do you see that? Uh, do you want me to do that, Sylvia? Uh, yeah, please go ahead. Okay. Okay. So this is something you've already filed for, or are you considering filing for the ADA? Well. Uh, my the employer works with a company that has letters C and G in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And yes, yes, yes. so they said to call them and open, open up a case. The young girl who's hap, who I opened up this case in March, and I I keep asking her, do, do you need anything else from me? And she says no. 
She is not responding okay. to my. It's, okay, here, here's what I see. You've got to stay active on this immediately. Um, uh, I have the Ace of Swords, and that's really about making a complete action. It seems to me that you did the right thing by doing it quickly. I think it's something you're going to have to stay on top of. I don't feel like it's something that you can just rely on someone else to tell you. I still also have the Wheel of Fortune here, so that talks about things being up in the air and still being able to go either way. The thing that makes me kind of happy for you is I see the Six of Cups, and that's really about nostalgia and the things that make you happy. So I feel like you're going in the right direction, but I feel like if you don't keep on top of this, it's not going to happen for you as quickly as you need or I don't see it occurring. But if it's something where you don't let things fall through the cracks, you're not going to have any problem pursuing it, okay? But you really have to stay on top of it. So if you're not getting satisfaction through this young woman, you need to make sure that you stay on top of her or on top of whoever it is that is her boss, and if there's something your company has to provide or if there's something you need to provide, I would look up into, look into this as much as I can and find out what are the things ahead of time that they're going to need to make sure you have that in place. The other thing I have to ask is do you have an attorney? Um, I have an attorney regarding my injury case, and he's an incredibly successful attorney, tall, red-headed man with a red-haired bear for my injury case. Okay, I feel like that is, does he ever handle the the the, the other angle you're going for, the ADA part, whatever the disability? No, no this is, uh, they know that, uh, that I'm applying, you know, for this. And um, so I feel like I'm in excellent hands regarding my injury case. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I did protect myself regarding the ADA because HR sent me a, a letter stating that, the CG company hadn't heard me, which is false. So I called HR, and and I told her that I had. And so she said, resubmit, and I did. And I copied her on every fax and every email to the point where she very congenially contacted me. And she said, thank you. Uh, forget the letter we sent you. You're not the first person that's had this experience, you know, with this other company. And... Uh, so okay. I think that was a smart move on my part to do that. Okay, I really okay. So one of the things you have to do is you're going to have to stay on top of it, per, period, regardless. And I think it's something you're going to need to check base in. I think that if you have any questions, you might want to find out about that agency or the attorney's agency that you are currently, because I feel like that's someone that could help you long term, maybe with questions or issues that you're facing about this. And it may just be that it's the way this case is handled. So one of the things I would do is make sure that as the case is going forward that uh, the findings within that case are by your attorney help your ADA case or it, because I think that will help flesh it out, honestly. I don't see you having a problem, but if this is like something you're going to have to be on top of every single day to make it happen. Otherwise, it's just, it's just going to slip away from you. So that's what I have for you right. on that. Does that help answer that question for you? Well, is there anything you need um, to know specifically or – yeah, well, ultimately, I hear what you're saying. Be proactive and please contacting them. And um, But ultimately, will I be able to keep my current job for another year minimum? Oh, okay. Will she be able to keep that job? Will she be able to keep that job? Will she be able to keep that job? Okay, what I really see you here is a kind of at war with this. I see that I have the, the three of wands and I have the five of pentacles. And that really talks about career versus need. I think one of the things that you're going to have to look at here is at one point um, you being able to work may affect your ability for a disability, and so that's one of the things you're going to have to worry about. I think, yeah, that job will always be there for you. I don't know specifically the disability, and I don't want to know, 
but I do feel like uh, you're going to have to make a choice. Either I continue to work and show that I'm capable of working or I'm going to have to realize that my disability is greater than my ability to work so that you can focus full-time on that. That's the dichotomy there is, is I think that uh, one of the things that you're going to have to deal with is if you're, working, if you're capable of working full-time, that's going to affect your disability case. Yeah, well, I, I want to work. And the prognosis is that I will be able to. I'm just going through some healing right now. So I'm going to see my primary care doctor next Wednesday. And mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm going to ask her if she might extend me another couple of weeks. I, I think she, because I, I think she probably will, don't you? Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. I see it more of a question of when you want to quit working than working not, not being there for you. Do you see what I'm saying? I think yeah. long term you're going to have the you'll, you'll you won't have any problem getting the disability, but you're going to have to stay on top of it. But I also see that really for you, work is going to be more at your leisure and what you you physically feel about. So it's never going to be about the job not wanting you. It's going to be about you being able to do the job. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I should be able to do it just fine. I, you know, after I heal. Um, yeah, I don't see any problem with that. I do see one thing though. You need to be careful. You can't press anything forward. You need to make sure that you're in good physical condition because you can overdo it and maybe either relapse or cause yourself to be exhausted. So make sure you take small steps and that you do what you don't overwork yourself. In other words, that's going to yeah, be a real problem. Yeah, I, Stamina. Yeah, I've learned my body limits because basically it this event aggravated my old broken back from 30 years ago. And um, so really, even if I can work minimum until through November, I would be happy. But I don't, I, yeah, I don't see a problem with that at all. I just think that what you have to do is stay on top of this. You've got to maintain your health and make sure that you're not, you're not uh, overworking yourself. But I really don't feel that you're going to have a problem with your job. I think it's going to be more that you're going to come to the, the, the decision that you just can't do it any longer. Or at okay. the, the speed and level that you need so, to do it. Do you see what I mean? So I'll be, I'll be the one yeah. in control of when I leave. They're, they're not going to say uh, goodbye. Yeah. I'll say goodbye. You'll, you'll be able to because at one point you're going to say, I just can't do this anymore. It's probably be yeah. the stress. But I'm yeah. seeing it. I went to a chiropractor today, and mm-hmm. I swear my, my guardian angels made me do this. They made me call the office before I went, and I said, well, I want to, this will be just strictly the free consultation. And, mm-hmm. and she said, okay. So when I go in, it was strange because he was treating patients right in plain view of all the waiting patients, and that made me feel weird in a HIPAA environment. So mm-hmm. I was very polite, and I just said, you know, I'm not going to sign this paperwork because this is just going to be a free consultation. And the doctor walked up to me, and he wasn't smiling, and uh, it, it just wasn't a good mix. So I, I was very gracious, and I just said thank you and left. And I think that yeah. I was smart to do that. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to go see a chiropractor that happens to be friends with my attorney. And Okay, he communicates- I think if you – that'll be better for you. I think if you keep it in the loop, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is keeping everything in the loop and making sure that – that's why your attorney is showing up for me is that you need to really – Need, need to follow some of that advice. And if he's the one that suggested you go there, then that's what you need to do. I see for him, the cards that I have for him are really good for you, and that's what made me ask if he also handled disability beyond just that. So I think you're on the right track. I do think it's something that you have to stay on top of, but I don't really see any problem for you long term. I just really want you to take care of yourself because, like I yeah. said, I'm more concerned about you taking care of yourself than I am you really working at the moment. Okay? 
Yeah. All right. All well, right. I, I'll I'll be careful, right. and I do appreciate you, and thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. And these ladies do do private readings, as well as I do. So if you want more information, you be sure and call one of us. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for calling. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, thank you, Serafina. That was that was quite helpful uh, to our caller tonight. So I want to get. Um, I want to segue back to our conference. Um, I understand it, like there are lectures every hour on the hour, and there are vendors, there are readers. Um, you know, Sylvia or Serafina, either one, can you just tell us a little bit about what's in store for us? What kind of lectures, what kind of um, vendors, et cetera? Sure. Um, we've got a lot of different kinds of readers and vendors. So, you know, everything from tarot, obviously. Uh, and as far as the readers go, we've got some things that are, you know, you, that you would expect. Obviously, tarot readings. We have an amazing astrologer. Uh, we've got a couple things that are a little uh, more unique that or tend to be. We actually have a gal who's a palmistry, uh, palm reader who is really, really, really good. Uh, she doesn't just dabble in it. This is what she has done for, I think, like she's 30 or 40 about years. 50, I yeah, think 40 50, years yeah. or more, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, something, uh, another gal we have, she was at our uh, – at the KC Fair in March, and she is a handwriting analysis uh, gal. She does graphology. So that is really fascinating. Um, she's also very intuitive, but with the handwriting analysis, I mean, it's just, it's amazing the information she can glean from that. So I mm -hmm. think that's kind of, uh, kind of unique. Um, you don't find those very often. Uh, we have some folks that do uh, a gal that does rune readings. We have somebody that does bone readings um, and tea leaf readings. So, uh, you know, numerology. Um, again, I'm looking through kind of our list here. Uh, tarot, um, angel cards, uh, so a couple of angel readers. We've got also got a couple of uh, gals, uh, Susan and Natasha. They both do artwork. And so as they're doing this piece of artwork for you, uh, you're getting a reading, but you get to go home with artwork. So one of them, uh, she does your aura painting, but it's a painting, not a picture, um, not a photograph. Uh, it's a painting. And then the other gal will uh, paint, uh, or not paint, she draws like your angel or guardian, spirit guardian that's with you. And so you, you get a reading while they're doing that. Natasha hmm? Kiefer? I, I'm sorry? Is it Natasha, Natasha Kiefer? Kiefer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Natasha is the one that does the aura paintings, yes. And then Susan Walter does the uh, angel drawings. Yes. Yeah. And I have so a that's painting something from Natasha yeah, many years ago, uh, and I just love that painting. It's fabulous. Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, I will say I've gotten uh, – Gigi and I have both gotten uh, several paintings from her over the years, and they're very different. I mean, as you change things, the paintings obviously change. Uh, and so that's really uh, interesting to see and to have those, you know, especially if you put them all up together or you put you know, your new one up. But I think it's really interesting to see how they look when you, you know, see the progression. And I think that's something a lot of people do with Aura photos as well. And we do have a, a booth that's – they do Aura. They have what they – it's an Aura camera, but it's not the camera that, you, that does, like, the Polaroid picture. Uh, it's more computer done. So it also uh, reads your chakras and their strengths. And you also see a, a full body photo of your aura, so it's kind of a little bit different. But I really like it as well, uh, and that's from a, a gal Judy uh, with True Colors Aura. 
Um, so that's kind of some of the reader stuff. Um, as far as vendors, we've got some of the really some very awesome uh, rock vendors. Uh, I think you'll probably recognize Ryan's name. He's pretty well known in St. Louis. I believe he organizes the Midwest Crystal Festival or is one of the co-organizers of it um, that you guys have there. So he's actually going to be at our show. We've got a, a couple other folks that have rocks. Um, one of them, she probably has over 200 different kinds of tumbled stones. So, I mean, really larger selection, I think, that we've seen. I think just probably anywhere. Uh, and we've got uh, Frank. He kind of goes by Frank the Bookman. He probably honestly has more books and tarot decks than some bookstores I've seen. Oh, without a doubt. So if he, oh, yeah, yeah. And he actually owns a brick-and-mortar store in Arkansas? Mountain Home. Um, yeah, yep, okay. I'm getting told that, yes, Mountain Home. And uh, so he brings a lot of stuff with him, lots of books, lots of tarot and oracle decks with him, um, a lot of other gift items, all sorts of things. But we've got tons of stuff, uh, people that have made handmade uh, jewelry, handmade drums. Um, gosh, I'm sitting here looking at the um, – a lot of handmade stuff. Um, so, like I, I mentioned, uh, Peace Love Happy, so they do uh, soaps and uh, all kinds of body products. Um, there um some other things, like different kinds of supplies for uh, different rituals, like wands, staffs. Chalices, um, there's some folks that hand make those. Uh, Runeworks, there's a vendor called, let me find the name, Link Leather Scale and Feather. So she does a lot of leather work. She has um, some chain mail. Um, there's uh, some folks out of the Chicago area that do wands, um, wands that can be used for ritual or magical work, but also wands for healing. Um, oh, 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 Sandy um, with earthen wheel she does um, some handmade pottery including actually handmade runes that and a um what does she call that a rune plate or a rune bowl a rune bowl the pendulum bowl. yes this is fascinating right. this, it's this is really fabulous. really cool she, one of the things also, i think that's really cool oh, you know sorry yeah. she does um she does raku pottery and sandy schultz believe it or not is the yep. one who brought breathwork to St. Louis way back in the day, and that's how I met Sandy. I trained with her as a rebirther back in the early 90s, and then she started this pottery thing, and I'm going to tell you something. She is one of the most gifted people. She does horsehair pottery, where she brings the horsehair of your horse into her pottery. I mean, she's oh, yeah. very gifted. Very, very gifted. So that's great that she's going to be there. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things really that's really interesting, interesting go, go ahead. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that one of the things I think that's really interesting and I really feel that, that makes our separates us from some of the other uh, metaphysical shows is that we truly handpick the people that are in our show. And so we really try to find some of the best of, uh, locally and some of the best nationally to bring. And um, I, I think that's the thing that I get the most excited about is when I look at that list and I see the people and I know who they are. And, and as a vendor, boy, have I been to a billion different shows. And so I've seen from the vendor side, and sometimes you think, oh, wow, you know, if, if they could have spent more time on that, you know, how much better it would have been. And that's one thing that I think is really cool is both of the ladies, both Gigi and Sylvia, have spent a lot of hours on trying to, you know, sift through what we have and look at who's, who's applied. And so anyway, we're re really excited about the quality of the vendors and the readers we have. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, and like a lot, there's a lot of people that do wire wrapping out there, but we really feel like we've got uh, Mary Losing is somebody who does um, some very nice designs. We that I think are really beautiful, uh, a lot different than some of the stuff we've seen before. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, several people will have some jewelry, but I know her stuff, um, you know, was was a little different for us. Um, As I'm trying to kind of run through this list here. Mary okay, so Losing infuses, some, she infuses her jewelry with Reiki. Oh, you know, right. yeah, she does. So I remember that now. Teacher, so she infuses, you know, Mary's fabulous. I mean, her, she uses great stones. And, you know, she's very creative, but she also infuses everything with Reiki, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, we've got somebody that's doing henna. We've got some healers as well, um, some energy workers. Um, so, you know, I think there's a, a wide variety essential oils. We've got somebody that does biomats and the um, infrared saunas. I mean, so I think there's there's stuff for sort of, you know, a little bit on that kind of uh, physical or wellness side, but yet all kind of still relating to energy work or spirituality in some fashion. Um, you know, you've got the readings, just, just kind of a lot of things. I mean, people, if you're looking for gifts, you've got gifts. Or if you're looking for things uh, – body products, we've got that. If you're looking for things that are sort of like uh, more magical supplies, I mean, uh, the Crossroads Collective booth is going to have a lot of things there. There's going to be some of the best incense we've ever uh, encountered at that booth. There's going to be jewelry, again, uh, magical ritual or intention type supplies um, there and at um, Mysterious Magic's booth, RuneWorks booth, so, you know, just a lot of different things. And, and uh, there's a list. It's not a complete list, but there is a list up on the uh, the Facebook page under the notes section of vendors and readers. Like I said, it's not complete, but it's up there. And then um, I think you asked about workshops as well. Yes. Yeah, so those will be um, every hour on the, on the hour, and they last about 45 or 50 minutes. Uh, they start on um, Saturday. They'll start at 11, and they'll start at noon on Sunday. And uh, the list isn't complete. We don't really have the schedule. But I do know that somebody named Cindy Meyer is going to be doing one at 3 o'clock on Saturday on Feng Shui. I am. I'm always. <laughs> it's like rock on. Like, do you want to change your life? Let's just change the energy right here, right now. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's all going to be about increasing your wealth and um, success. You know, and so I love teaching feng shui. It's one of my favorite things to teach. So thank you for yeah. um, um, allowing me to be one of your speakers. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think it's a, I think it's a great topic. It's not, it's not brought up a lot. I think so. I think that's a good topic. Um, there's going to be some other topics. You know, essential oils. Uh, there is going to be a workshop on breath work. There's going to be um, something on uh, wands um, and using that for healing. Uh, meditation, you know, a lot of different classes. Uh, one thing that Serafina can talk about a little bit is the spirit galleries as well that we're going to have. Yeah, I think we're having three over the weekend, um, and we'll have at least one each day. So one day I'll have two, one will have one. Um, and uh, the, the uh, is it Jamie and uh, Lauren? Jamie and Lauren will be Jamie. doing them. Jamie Collins. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, I'll do one on. Uh, I think that meet. Uh, I'm so sorry. Jamie's is on meet, is mediumship, and Lauren right. is as well. And then mine is just a little different. It's a tarot gallery, and uh, I I do readings uh, on the cusp for 
anything that you're curious about as well as uh, communicating with people that have passed. So it's just a different different version or a different way of doing like spirit gallery. <laughs> and and I will say at our at the fairs in um that we're in Tulsa and our Kansas City fairs, the spirit galleries tend to end up being pretty close to standing room only. I mean Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Those That's are awesome. really popular, yeah. Okay, so, so we're gonna say, do and those now week. those Okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want you to talk about that, I and then I want this, you to where they can get their okay, coupon this, and mention the Facebook page again and what they can do to help promote the show for you. Yeah, I was going to say on the Spirit Galleries, um, look for us on the Facebook page again, which is a Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair, and then there's a period there in St. Louis. Um, uh, make sure that that is... Uh, you look on there to see what the schedule is because you're going to want to make sure when you, if you do the spirit galleries, you want to make sure you're there on time and in the room because those are the only ones that you cannot enter late. And like I said, those are super popular. Yeah. And I think with mine, you have to be there about 15 minutes before because there's something you have to fill out. It's kind of like a billet. So I need a card filled out with your question or who it is you'd like to uh, connect with that's passed. I right, love right, reading yeah. them. The first time I ever experienced that was at Camp Chesterfield. And um, I do that every single year with my goddess gathering. I have no idea who I'm reading, you know, because you just read, mm-hmm. feel the billet and you've got the energy of that person. And I, I'll, I'll, it's just a fabulous way. So, listeners, if you've not ever experienced that, this is a gift that they are bringing to this show. I mean, because not that many people read this way. Yeah, fabulous. Cool. Okay, so you can get a discount if you bring um, a, a bath product or whatever. Uh, anything right, to contribute. Right, the personal, right, that, personal, the hygiene. personal hygiene product. Um, and that's going to be a special prize drawing for the donations, and that prize will be worth probably about $100. It's going to include, like Seraphine was saying, it's going to include a reading and some other, um, some other stuff. We also do door prizes every hour. So, you know, as soon as you buy your ticket and you get in, you'll fill out a door prize or raffle prize ticket. Um, and so we'll do door prize drawings every hour for that. Um, and there's coupons. There's dollar-off coupons that you can find, of course, in Spirits uh, Seeker magazine uh, or on the online version of that, uh, also our Facebook page. Um, so those are, you know, dollar-off coupons. Admission seven, um, $6 with the coupon. Kids 10 and under are free. Um Oh. Yeah, and what we want is to like the Facebook page and then share it on your social media because this is the best way to let your friends and family and others know um, how to support the show. And, um, you know, the more we support it, the more our whole community gets set up with this uh, light and vibration. So you can find it in Spirit Seeker or right underneath the publisher's column in the um, the April and the May issue, both issues, it's right underneath my publisher's column, and it's a dollar off. And um, and they, you can scan it, too. You can download it to your phone, right? Yeah. 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 So you guys are savvy. Yep. You know, you all kinds of things you're bringing us, and um, I'm just so grateful. So we're going to do one more reading. Uh, we're going to go to 929-294-929. Uh, 294, you are live on the air. If you would say your first name, uh, where you're calling from, and your question uh, this evening. Good evening, ladies. Um, my name is Soroya. 
Um, I'm calling in from Connecticut. I really don't have a direct focus on a question, if that's okay. You just want to know what's coming, like, in the next six months? Yeah. Okay. Have Have you had any major life changes in the last year or two, death, divorce, babies, anything like that? Yeah. Medical? Death. Mm-hmm. Okay, can, I don't need to know details. I just need to know which it is I'm looking at. Have you had? Have you lost someone? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Family member. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see here. So let me see what's coming up for you. Okay. So really, what I see here is a lot about your job. So are you? What I would like to. What I see the most of is about like career and building careers. So if this is a time frame that you're trying to expand your job, I would really recommend that you do that. We have background noise. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, ma'am. So anyway, what I see here is a lot about your job and a lot of time for you to start focusing on that maybe more than you have before because there's a lot of opportunity coming over the next six months. I don't even necessarily see that it's going to be a different one. So I feel like, or it's the time for you to seriously focus on your career because you have opportunity available. I have two of wands and three of pentacles, and that's all about all about career, all about career, making money, mm. making money. And it may be that this is the time where you need to start looking for that, either looking for a better job or a step up at the job you're at. But that's where your focus is, or that is where your focus needs to be. Um, exactly. I also have the higher. Yeah, I see the hierophant, and so that tells me that you're kind of at a learning curve. So I see like you're you have the ability to do one thing right, coming up quickly, but that you have more coming from that job. So I think that if you're not happy with what you're doing now or you're not working at the moment, you need to be putting your resume out there because it seems to me that the job that you're most interested in or the kind of career you need to be is available to you. You just need to be putting it out there to the universe that you really want to do it. So it's not just asking universe, it's time to start working on that. Because if you do, I think that you're going to be surprised by the results. And that's like in the next six months. That's coming straight up. Um, if you do start pursuing it, one of the things you need to do is understand that you've got to really uh, narrow down your focus in life right now, and you have to kind of let go of some of the things that are in your life that are stopping you from moving forward, or not, not just job, but life in general. The Forest Forge talks about protecting self first. So one of the things I think you need to do is you've got to let go of some of the, the chatter in your life that's not important so you can focus on self and focus on job. Because this is the kind of journey that you need to take, and it's going to be... Hmm, Really what I feel here is that this is going to be something different than you've done before. And it may just be that focusing on job is something you haven't done or you've just accepted what's given to you or you've just worked at what's been there for you. But really that's where you got to be right. right now, focusing on job. Do you have any questions about that? Yeah, because when you began to spoke, speak, excuse mm-hmm. me, I was in the whole context of my job because I do valet at a hospital. And it's kind of taxing on me. And I'm there like, I'm not too skilled, but I know I'm not underneath where is it that I need to be. What you need so, to be. Are you right. wanting to stay where you're currently employed at, or are you wanting to try something different? Oh, no, you I could, want to do something just, different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I'm have ready. opportunity. You have opportunity. I have King of Pentacles and, and Knight of Pentacles. So it really seems to me that this is just something you have to start acting on, and you've got to put yourself out there. And it may be that you subconsciously have a fear that you can't do this or that maybe that you're not going to be able to find mm-hmm. a job. But quite literally, you just have to go out there and start asking, and it will come to you. But if you don't go out so, there and ask, it's just going to sit there empty. Okay, because I'm interested in doing the nursing, but, you know, I shouldn't be worrying about finance, about financing that 
goal, but I am. For the, yeah, oh, yeah. Are you talking about going like LPN yeah. or RN? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you have yeah. to do is you, I don't know that you can't even get this hospital or wherever you're working to help you with that. That sounds like something I would maybe look into, investigate if they do anything for helping out with higher learning. Uh, and mm-hmm. if they don't, I definitely would be, and I would definitely find a way to beg, borrow, and steal to go to school, especially for that. I keep I keep pulling cards as we talk. Yeah, I, I would do that. That almost is, is probably the step up from where you're at. Um, what I recommend is you find out whether or not your current your current employment helps you with further education. And if you don't, you need to start trying to figure out how to do that on your on your own. But I just see that nurse LPN thing as a brilliant step for you. But you have to do it. If you don't, if you just think about it and want to do it, it won't happen. It's the exactly. kind of thing where it's, if we have these times in life where if we jump right now, we can make it happen. And if we sit on it, it just goes away from us. And that's what the next six months are for you is you just have to jump mm. on it. Jumping on it. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome, ma'am. You take care. All right, and that was uh, Serafina giving that reading uh, for our, our caller from Connecticut. So once again, I want to remind our listeners, we are listening to the founders of the Crossroads Metaphysical Fair, and it is in St. Louis at the Holiday Inn Southwest on Route 66 on Saturday, May 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. There are numbers of vendors of readers from every, you know, all kinds of different paths, palm readers, um, there will be aura, aura readings, but not just aura, the whole physical body, you'll see your, your chakras, um, there will be uh, lectures every hour on the gallery style readings, and be sure to, well, yeah, and then there's also, also the free events, um, and, um, I do want to bring up one other thing that we did not touch on really fast. We actually have an author event going on, so we're going to have um, a number of authors do, selling books and doing book signings, and all the, their books are, have something to do with metaphysical. They're going to be local St. Louis authors. The books are either going to be sort of self-helpy type metaphysical, or they're going to have they're going to be fiction where the hero or heroine, you know, has something to do with metaphysical or energy or magical stuff. There'll be more about that on our Facebook page too. Okay, I'm so excited once again, about that. Just um, the Facebook page, please. Uh, the Facebook page, again, it's uh, Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair, and there is a period there in St. Louis, so ST period, you know, Louis. Uh, so Crossroads Metaphysical St. Louis Fair. There's also a, an event tab. Either way, you can find us somehow. If you end up on, the, on a different, slightly different page, there will be links to go to that one. So. And I have to tell you, I am so excited to be a reader and a speaker at your event, and um and, you know, I've been to your events, but this one, the, the, the co-creation of the three of you with this is just magical. And I'm just really looking forward to it. So, um, so listeners, you know, tell other people about it. Like the Facebook page. Share the Facebook page. Get people out. There's a Dollar Off Coupon and Spirit Seeker uh, magazine. Um, just get the word out because this is, a, this is a lot of energy and effort on the behalf of the So I just really want to thank you for being my guest tonight. Um, we will have uh, Serafina and Sylvia back on again in May. Um, please send us an email to join our email list, info at spiritseeker.com. Then you'll get an email in your email box letting you know who the guest is on the radio show, when the magazine's online, and all kinds of other wonderful events that are going on. Um, you know, so, so stay tuned. Stay connected. That's what this is all about right now. We have great opportunities to connect on a deep Sylvia, thank you so much. Um, 
Serafina, thank you so much. And Gigi, I know you're listening. Thank you so much. And just, I, I'm excited, gals. I'm excited. This is going to be so much fun. So are so we. Thank so are we. Thank you okay. so much for having us. It was great. Thank you, Cindy. Take care, All Cindy. right. All right. Rock on. Here we go. Okay. We're going to rock us with light and, and joy and happiness. Okay. Thanks again so much. Good night, everyone. We'll be back on the air next week.